0: Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO Project, the MFCEO.com. i got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done,
1: and we can do it together.
2: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by LapKingRacing.com. You can go to LapKingRacing.com right now and save 15% with promo code BIGMX15. You can also go to MedTerraCBD.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% with both of those discount codes on the various websites. I am your host, Brad Gabhart, with us on the podcast for the fourth time here on episode 712, oddly enough. He is Shane McElroy. Shane, how's it going? I'm great. How are you today? Hey, not doing too bad, man. It's uh, we're right in the throes of fall here up in up in Canada. I'm sure uh, uh, you're down in California, so it looks the same as usual. Uh, which uh, it's yeah. basically sunny and 75 <laughs> all the time down there. But uh, yeah, how how are things? Uh, I imagine after a long, grueling. Uh, season of racing outdoors and supercross and testing and this, that and the other thing. Uh some much needed R and R after the season was done.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's really crucial to enjoy this time. It's uh it's really hard to really find off time during the season. Like you said, it's uh it's a long year. I mean once we start and uh really we start training full time uh, about the beginning of November and um, once we start the series right after New Year's there's really no off time so it's uh, it's okay if the schedule gets changed a little bit before the season starts but once uh, once the season starts our really next eight months are dictated by the races so um, it's really important to enjoy this time and I uh, I've been enjoying myself um we've had a a good couple weeks off and it's been productive and we've really rested and uh just enjoyed our time and so it's uh it's
2: really exciting well there you go and uh a, a transitionary period for you obviously going into uh, a 2020 season your i believe this is your your sixth or seventh year as a pro seventh year seventh, seventh year man it feels right now I remember you turning pro, so that, that's making me starting to feel old now, damn it. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, it's, uh, it's been amazing to watch, and I'm sure that uh, you and your wife had uh, some, some awesome time, uh, kind of uh, relaxed. Uh, just put the phones away, put the uh, put motocross away for a bit. Maybe maybe do a little bit uh, of cycling here and there because you can't uh, stay away from two wheels completely. But uh, uh, what is it that Shane McArath does with his time when it comes time to uh, just kind of kick back? Relax and, uh, and and really savor those moments, like you said, um, of, of just being able to uh, to be away from motocross and, and get away from it a little bit. The fact that uh, come January, uh, whether you're East Coast or West Coast, um, the with the way they have the 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 showdowns uh, placed now, it's not like before where you guys used to have like six eight weeks between rounds of Supercross. Nowadays, uh, you're gonna have maybe four weeks tops before uh you got to go right back at it so uh um even, even for 250 guys this the schedule is a lot more uh, diligent than it used to be
0: yeah it's uh it's i mean yeah the 450 guys do race all the all the supercrosses but um i mean as a 250 guy that doesn't mean we just get to like kind of sit around and uh yeah. work less i mean yeah it's we don't we don't travel as many weekends we don't race as many weekends but um i mean it's arguable that the week the weeks and the weekends that we don't race are are uh kind of like a bigger bigger load just because we can really take advantage of everything but um yeah i mean this this time off has been really nice and uh usually throughout the um the year i I like to design things, whether it's for the house, whether it's for, like, my van or cars or whatever. I just, I just like to use my brain. I like to get ideas of what I want to do, what we need to do. And so normally when I have time during the weeks, I'll, I'll design things. And then I have, like, a little stack of papers at home that are, like, my summer projects or off season projects. So okay.
2: um
0: I mean I I like to do a lot of woodworking. I like to uh, really do anything hands on but that's usually when I, I save everything uh to build is like during the off season because I can I can put in twelve hour days in the garage and and not have to worry about being ready to go the next day uh riding or training. So um it's i do enjoy those days like that but at the same time i can't really take the whole month completely off because when i do start back training and riding then it's really hard on my body so it's uh i mean our bodies don't just kind of stay stay tough um when we quit riding especially like me um my uh my hands Usually get torn up more than anything, and uh, I know everybody gets blisters, but uh I don't know if if everybody kind of has has them as bad as others, but mine even like week to week i the more I ride for me is better for my hands because my hands hmm. never never have time to like soften up so it's uh usually it's my hands, my butt, my back. Like those things are what really pay the price after this off-season time. But at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to train as if like you have to. It's like okay, let's just go. It like even I'll I'll take my wife on a run. We'll just go, and it's like we're we're not going at any specific pace. I'll just run with with her. Yeah, you're maintaining.
2: To get some movement in and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. Like honestly, like uh, I got bricklayer hands, so uh, these calluses are going nowhere. I've been I've been at uh, business school for the last month uh, uh, with, uh, without being on the job site at all, and my hands are are just as rough as they always were. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, yeah. but. Uh, um, yeah. yeah like uh, it's good to see you here that you you're you're good with your hands man uh, woodworking no easy task uh and um and it's good. what kind of things have you uh, have you built in the past uh, in in some some downtime when you're able to put in those 12 hour days
0: um, really honestly I I wish I could do like like house construction house remodeling
2: okay. like
0: I I like doing stuff like that um like in our house, I mean joy gives me a hard time about it because I always say that you know the time frames won 't be as long as they actually are, and yeah. I really don 't set out to take a long time on things, but I just i 'm really picky about things, so it 's uh i mean i i 've been trying to build out our closet uh i didn't want to do i didn't want to get somebody to to build built-ins because i didn't want to uh one have to pay for somebody to do it and two like i just i wanted to do it exactly how we wanted it and i'm really building those like piece by piece i'm over i'm over halfway done uh with it it just i don't really have a lot of time to to mess with it but joy has enough st- enough space and uh, closet storage now to where she can hang everything. But I like to, I like to build things that are practical. I like to build things that will help us out around the house or whether it's any other storage or, uh, i built some like essential oil racks for my wife and some of her friends that, that wanted some really it's, I like to do about everything. I wish I wish I could do more welding and stuff. That's that's really what I like to do. I just don't really okay. have the the space or the time or the materials for it. But uh I just really like to to build stuff and
2: use my brain and think, really. Well, there you go. Maybe uh, some projects for uh, for life after racing. Cool to think that, that you have those types of skills. A lot of guys uh, that I talk to, uh, I'm not really too sure uh, how handy they are around the house, <laughs> uh, kitchen, or anything anything in between. So it's cool to see here that you've got yeah. uh, some uh, some some vocational uh, skills on top of being uh, one of the uh, the fastest motocross racers in the world.
0: Yeah, I uh, I mean I've I've just really been convicted lately. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Dave Ramsey and he's just really it's really convicted me not not only about like my finances and stuff but am I being a good steward of of everything I have and, and of who I am and that's really uh, within the last six months really challenged me even more to I mean not only do stuff to help out my wife and I but how can I help those around me? How can I? How can I do
2: more with what I have? Really. So yeah. Fair enough, and, and in addition to, uh, to to woodworking and hopefully finishing your closet uh, before you head back into full blown boot camp. Boot camp mode. Yeah. Do you also find that uh, this time off is a good opportunity for you uh, to get uh, uh, a good helping of, of the word in? I, I know you're obviously a, a guy who's very active with uh, um, uh, like your, your Christian faith and, and uh, some fellowship stuff that you've worked with in the past. Is this also a time where you're able to uh, uh, focus on that as well?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really um, big. Like this time is not just physical rest, but it's also spiritual rest. It's, uh, time to really refocus time to look back over the year and, uh, look at what we learned and look at, uh, things that we could have done better and things where we really, uh, kind of stiff arm the Lord. And I mean, I, I want to, I want to be a light. I want to be an example and I want to be a leader. And uh, I don't just want to say things. So um, for me, I, I'm really hard on myself about not only what I say, but also how I act. I know that uh, that, especially in racing, I mean, everybody's always watching me. Everybody, um, and it's not just me, everybody wants us who are in the light to, uh, to mess up. And I think that's kind of an extra challenge to uh, really be on my game and I don't I don't necessarily mean that physically or mentally but it's like spiritually I want to be I want to be spiritually fit just as much or more as I am physically mentally and everything else so it's a it's a really good time because we don't really have a schedule so it's like we can go we can do things we can we can sit and and read all day if we want to it's not like we we have many obligations during uh, this time and uh, it's really, it's really a good time to uh, fellowship with um, whether it's our friends in the industry that we race against or uh, our families that we, we can actually have time to hang out with now and, uh, and just spend time in the Word. So it's, uh, it's really important right now too.
2: Absolutely, I, I gotta imagine. Like you mentioned, uh, being a, a role model and someone that, that people can, can look up to. I imagine that uh, when you're in the uh, the line, or no, you're not in the line. Uh, people are lined up to get your autograph. You must get a lot of people who come by and, and really like give you uh, a lot of uh, feedback on that just uh, like whether or not you were able to be a, a positive influence for them for making that a bigger part of their life or just how much uh, of a, uh, a guiding light you are for that sort of stuff because uh, you're probably one of the more outspoken guys and I think uh, as far as just being able to speak intelligently about it you, you're probably one of the best uh, uh, guys as far as that is in, in the sport yeah that, and honestly that when people come up
0: and tell me uh, thank you for, for standing firm in your faith and to really just encourage me to keep going. Like, I mean, I, I enjoy signing autographs, but like that, I mean, it may be one person per race, maybe two people per race, but it's like those two people per race make it all worth it because for me, that's confirmation like, okay, well, I, I can, I can be a leader, not just some good dirt bike rider. And I mean, yeah, that's, that's our job. And I, like I said, I I hold a really high standard for myself, um, in all areas of my life. And I don't think that's something to take lightly. And I, I have a lot of fun in life. I, I really enjoy my life, but I mean, I realize that, uh, we're not here forever and that, uh there is a 100% death rate for everybody so um, it's I mean it's really what keeps me going because I mean I, I enjoy interacting with fans and I enjoy uh leaving an impact on people and if that's just signing an autograph and say here you go buddy or uh thanks for coming through the line and seeing us I mean we're we're by no means like one of the biggest teams but um, I mean, sometimes we have some pretty good lines, and it's like, oh dang, there's there's a lot of people over here today, and for for a few people to to tell me like, dude, thank you, it's like
2: that that makes it all worth it, and uh, really keeps me going. Well, there you go. That's great to hear, my friend. I'm glad to see here you get the feedback uh, and that you're touching lives, and uh, <clears throat> and you continue to do that now. 2020 is going to be here before we know it. Uh, one of the last few rounds or last few races that sort of wrap things up is uh, more across the nations. That happens this weekend in uh, in Holland. Obviously, you won't be there. You'll be probably uh, glued to your uh, laptop oh, or television. Walking. Oh hell oh, yeah! yeah. Uh, yeah. same as uh, same as my, yeah. my, myself looking forward to see unfortunately Canada is not going uh, I th- believe that's a uh, uh, um, by choice we're not sending a team uh, due to some uh, some weird stuff that goes on with uh, with our governing body but uh, that yeah, that aside yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> I did yeah, read that a little while back
0: I don't really know what all of it's about but you know what it's none of my business really so yeah,
2: yeah. No, honestly it's uh, it's it's probably more uh, more complicated than anyone is, is willing to uh, to admit. But uh, um, yeah. regardless, uh, I, my main focus with the podcast is, is uh, American Moto, and uh, I'll be uh, yeah. I'll be on my laptop. Three o'clock in the morning or so, uh, watching uh, to see how the U.S. do uh, against uh, the rest of the world. Um, like, obviously, that's a race that you, you must have grown up watching that race quite a bit. Um, obviously, did you go to any like like the uh, maybe not the Colorado one in two thousand? I think it was on uh, ten or eleven. Uh, but like, did you go to call uh, the Buds Creek at all? Any any of those uh, growing up? No, um, last year at Buds Creek was the first time I ever went to one and.
0: It's honestly, I, I never really thought about it until you just said that. But growing up, I mean, it was it was rare for us to watch motocross on TV, mainly because we were always at the races. And yeah. I mean, now there's not a, a race like here in America, whether it's supercross or motocross or um, a, a GP race that I miss. It's like i mean i'm i may be like a day late but it's like i'm watching it and i mean we just didn't really have that that luxury uh when i was growing up mainly because uh we were out racing but we didn't really have a way to watch it um while we we're at the races or i mean we had vhs players in so it uh that was kind of all we had but it's uh it's pretty crazy to to think about that like i we loved like motorcycles and we loved racing. We just never really got to watch it that much because we were always doing it and it's uh really something that I enjoy now like honestly i i could i mean i I watch football if it's on with like my father in law or something, but we don't have t v like at our place we just choose not to we don't really watch tv yeah and i mean like motocross is my football like that's i just you i go. could sit and watch it all day really so that's uh that's kind of where i am and it, it's crazy because a lot of my friends from like my the whole time, they were older than me um but a lot of them went to the one at Bud creek because it's it's fairly close and i mean i was just a uh, a younger guy when that happened but i yeah i didn't even really know about it i don't think <laughs> just cuz we were out racing so it's uh the the donation's have really only been i guess that interesting to me for like the last i don't know 8 8 years maybe I did Before that, I don't... I don't really think I knew what it was. Like, I didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Um... But now, it's like... Dude, I love the American flag. I love... Like, last year, I was like, dude, I, I'm i not gonna miss this. And this year, like, I, I hate that I'm gonna miss it, but... I'm gonna be up, just like you said, at three or whatever time it comes on, because I'm... I'm not missing it. So... It's uh, I am very excited about it.
2: For sure, no, it's uh, it's just like it's it's the one day where everybody sits down and watches one race. You know what I mean? Like some people like MXGP, yeah. some people like uh, American Moto, some some people watch the Canadian series. Uh, and and and, and yeah. like you said, uh, often it, like this is a participant sport. Most people who love motocross ride motocross, race motocross. The main reason why I end up watching most nationals. Uh, on on the app, like the next day, is because on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, to be honest, I'm either working or I'm riding my motorcycle. That's what I prefer to do, right? So, yeah. uh, like, if it's a beautiful yeah. Saturday afternoon, uh, I, I'm not watching uh, uh, Hangtown Second Moto. I'm 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 imagining that I'm uh, I'm racing that same race myself uh, here in Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, so and then like later yeah. on that evening, I can I can watch them all commercial free on the uh, on the the NBC Sports Go app. Uh, so uh, yeah. it's, it, it's, but it, the, the Motocross Nation is great race for everyone to just sort of, uh, like, um, see where we all stand. And, like, it, it's a great sort of, uh, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't take a whole lot of stock into it as to far as, like, whoever wins, like, that's the best nation in, in motocross. Cause, like, one race weekend uh, does not really prove a whole heck of a lot other than the fact that three guys had a, an extra special day uh, who happened to all be from the same country but it is pretty cool to see where it all shakes out yeah. and some countries that have good luck or bad luck or, uh, uh, or otherwise so I'm looking forward to see how the US do man like have it, having them be over there for a, a month now, like I know Zach, he he's just in his element. He's loving all that stuff and whatnot. And, and Jason's over there with uh, with the boys and uh, and doing their thing. And now uh, your your new teammate Justin Cooper's over there with the fastest 250 out under the sun. Uh, so um, yeah, like it's uh, it, it's exciting and it's going to be a race that uh, uh, we're, we're going to be uh, just uh, biting our fingernails, seeing how uh, the boys do. What's your prediction? Um, honestly, I'm uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, I I do believe
0: in our guys, um, but last year, last year really taught me a lot. It, uh, I think, in America we we uh, have really built up our pride and think that we are uh, untouchable at a lot of things, not just motocross. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just kind of the mentality of of racing and and who we are and I mean I know there's a lot of people out there that that say like America is the the greatest country and I do believe that but when it comes to like motocross and stuff and last year I was like coming in I was going there I'm like oh dude we're gonna destroy these guys and honestly I left there like pretty disappointed but not not at our guys. I mean, I, I messaged like all three guys on Instagram before the race, told them all that I was praying for them and that, uh, I was behind them and I was glad that it was them. And it wasn't me because I, I really, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on that race and it's, it's in a time where it's a race that we don't necessarily have to do. And I mean, to, to race for our country, I think is, is huge. And like last year, I mean, our guys had just an off day and it's, yeah, we, we got smoked, but like I said, I, I mean, I would, I can't sit here and say that I would have done better than any of those guys. So it's, uh, it was definitely very humbling. And so this year, like, I mean already coming in yeah we are probably underdogs just because of the conditions and um every all, all the variables really but um I mean yeah. I'm still behind our guys and cheering for them as if they could win and I'm not it, I, I'm not going to be mad uh with whatever happens like they go out there I'm going to be behind them and I I believe that they're all going to do their best and and wherever that lands uh, honestly I don't really care as long as they give their best effort and I'm I'm okay with that and I uh don't want to let my pride get in front of my feelings again because but yeah last year it just it wasn't good it was it was humbling for uh hopefully more people than just me <laughs> so
2: yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Last year, uh, a harsh realization that the uh, those Euro guys they come uh, to to play and they, they come with some serious speed. Guys who don't have to uh, adjust themselves uh, to Supercross suspension, outdoor suspension. Like a, a lot of people would argue that uh, the suspension that you guys run in outdoors is stiffer than anything those guys would use on an outdoor setup uh, over overseas. Um, and and just like the fact that like they literally spend around the calendar uh, outdoors. Uh, maybe the the odd race yeah. uh, indoors during the off season, but for the most part, outdoors and outdoors only. Whereas you guys are m- arguably more Supercross than, than outdoors. So uh, like the fact that you guys are still able to uh, to hang in there and uh, and and have a, a legitimate chance at winning this race uh, every time it comes around. Um, I think that's hats off to the the amount of talent and dedication that uh, that the U.S. Uh, dedicates to, uh, to to motocross, and uh, I hope that uh, this this Saturday that uh, they're they're able to at least have some good fortune in some of the races. I know we've had some issues in the past with uh, Jason Anderson getting landed on. Uh, no one could have foreseen uh, Cole Seely's bike malfunctioning two different races, and um, yeah. Covington's knee busting up in the same weekend, uh, like that. You know what I mean? Just weird stuff happening to the Team USA yeah. over the last few years, but. Uh, um it should be all systems go. You know Zach's going to be ready. You know uh, Jason's uh, one of the fastest yeah. guys in the world. And, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, your, your new teammate, just Justin Cooper, the 14 machine uh, uh, for the weekend anyway. Uh, actually, it's funny because I think he's, you, your, your other teammate's going to take 14 next year. But, uh, um, yeah, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're all putting in some time in the sand right now uh, and, uh, like, like it, it'll be entertaining to watch. So uh, ho- hopefully that's uh, something that uh, it, it turns out uh, you're um, not not as humbled uh, come uh, Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, it's like you said. It's uh, it's after last year, really.
2: And just I, I mean, I've watched the series for the
0: last couple of years, and um, I mean, it's really it's it's hard to tell watching on TV, just like it is in our series, and um then you see it in person like what what they do how they do it and like you said uh most guys over there have a really similar riding style and i mean there's there's not one that's really favored for supercross so it's uh it's really hard to compare and i've i've just i mean like i said before i I used to think, I don't know, those guys could they uh they, they, even when Jeffrey came over for one race, it's like, I, I still had high expectations for our guys and not that I didn't think Jeffrey was going to get smoked, but I was, I wasn't surprised when he went one one, and I was a little bummed for Marv when he fell. Uh, I personally think he was going to win that one, but Um, it's just it's really hard to compare and and one day I've joked around with Joy saying we're going to go travel the world and I want to I would like to race that series um, one day not necessarily to to show those guys that I could beat them but just to do something different I mean I I think that it's really cool that just their whole schedule the way that it's laid out I know uh, a lot of people have have argued about our schedule and our series, and it's uh, there is a big difference between that. And until you actually race a GP, you don't realize that. But it's uh, honestly, it's yeah, just it's not really comparable. And I think that's where people people don't understand when they they say, "Oh no, our guys are, are better." It's just like, I mean, if if we if we could do things that they could do, then, uh, we would probably be better, but, um, it's just different country, different roles, different racing, different races, and, uh, all on the same dirt bikes though. So it's, uh, it's something that I enjoy watching, but I'm, uh, I w I would love to do it one day. Yeah.
2: I, I would love to see it, man. Like, uh, like that it's an amazing series. I love to uh, to stay up late at night or sometimes way early in the morning uh, to, to watch some of those races. Sometimes just watch the replays, but they have like, such... Uh, huge changes in, in uh, what type of terrain they ride sometimes they're like bottomless 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 sand sometimes they're riding uh, a track that uh, resembles something as hard packed as something I see locally uh, or something in between like, they have all kinds of stuff uh, like there's some one of the tracks in Italy is basically like on the side like almost like almost looks like it's on the side of a mountain uh, uh, yeah and it's it's totally wild so like just to, to see those different things and and to have gone to some of those uh, um, those those countries like um, to say you've raced in Russia, to say you've raced in Portugal or Argentina, uh, all over those places, and and just like in, in one calendar year would be pretty impressive. They, they go, they went to China this year, uh, I believe they went to Indonesia, if not this year, than the year prior. Um, it's it's all kind of, and like like and these also like uh, these uh, world renowned race tracks like Arne France, like Torshtal, like. Uh, um like Lomo Belgium stuff like that that like as a, a obviously uh racing in the American series you go to like you go to the red buds and the the Southwicks of the world and those are also those are world renowned tracks as well but uh, uh for you maybe a little bit uh, old hat nowadays but uh like those those tracks are just they're almost like uh, on a whole different level of like kind of unworldliness uh the fact that uh they're, they're kind of scattered all over the world and uh guys like uh Roger Decoster uh, guy you're pretty familiar with has uh, has battled with uh, the great Heike Mikula or uh, Adolf Wheel and stuff like that uh, on, on the sands of Belgium. That'd become pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like one of the big differences
2: between like here and there is
0: I follow a lot of the GP riders on like social media and yep. um, when it, each weekend when they go to a different place like it's not just the track
2: it yeah that, they I mean, make going so somewhere some fun track. Uh, look fun don't they
0: yeah some <laughs> of those tracks look like they shouldn't be on the circuit but it's it's more about like the culture it's more about where they are like geographically and and yeah. what uh like the backdrops are and i mean yeah it's it's not ideal but that's that's kind of i heard it a while back of just like how good we have it here um I know some of their practice tracks over there are very subpar and uh, we it's rare for us to have uh, a poor practice track here and I mean I didn't really think about it until just a minute ago but like back when uh RV went to race the GPs it was like I, I woke up really early for that first race at Qatar and yeah. I was like oh RV's going to stomp these guys and you know what it was It was one of those where, like, yeah, RV kind of got smoked. And I, I, I mean, my pride was high enough for, for myself believing in RV that when RV didn't do good, I was like, oh, well, RV, you suck. But, (laughs) I mean, really, that, that's on me because, I mean, I, like I said, it was, it was a pride thing. And, I uh yeah, I mean I, I don't discredit those guys at all and I I don't want to I guess overbuild our guys. I mean we we're all good at at different things and it's uh really I think it's me personally it's an unfair compare comparison like you said for for one race, one year or
2: once a year. It's uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's just I don't know. Yeah
0: just—it yeah. it, for me—it's yeah. a
2: cool race to see uh, just everybody come out. Sh- uh, everyone's in different gear. Everyone's uh, riding a lot of different bikes, different graphic kits. Uh, I, I personally would love to see them go back to uh, the flags on on the the, the ra- rear number plates. Uh, given the yeah. fact motocross isn't really a sport where uh, you can even see the numbers all that well, and the fact that uh, like KTM's and Huskies, yeah. their n- number plates are so damn small on the sides, uh, they might as well be yeah. uh, uh, flags. I, I actually really like that look. Like back when like Travis went to uh, RN France with uh, with Carmichael and uh, Hughes, and basically just the front number plate yeah. was the the numbers. I think that was the coolest thing. But uh, I yeah. think you're totally right. Like it's just a, it's a cr- cool way to see cultures coming together, different riding styles coming together. You hear different names than you're used to hearing, and uh, you you also get an opportunity to see some of uh, our best guys race some of their best guys, and uh, just a battle that you wouldn't otherwise get to see. Right? Like it's all all year long. Yeah. We used to talk about. Like well, what if Everts was at Southwick? Well, what what if uh, uh, Carmichael was at uh, was was in Lomel? Like how 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 would things have gone on? And then at the end of the year, you get to find out. uh, More often than not, you get uh, the number one guy over uh, over here against the number one guy over there, and and, uh, they get to uh, to do a few motos against each other to find out who's uh, who's got it at least for that one day. So, um, really cool. And and uh, like um, like. Obviously like this is kind of a, uh, a, a easy question consider we've already got like about twenty minutes on this one race but uh if selected uh would uh uh is there anywhere you wouldn't travel to uh, to represent your your country
0: no I don't think so it uh kind huh? coming into this year i was I was very confident I was really expecting to go to Ashen but I mean I obviously had a very uh not good year um all around but it's uh it's grew me as a person and i i look at the race a little different now it's like like i said before it's it's only been the last couple months where i've realized kind of how i looked at it and i mean i think it would be a blast and i think that it it would be an honor and yeah it's uh I mean, it's it's one race that not everybody will get the chance to say that they've done it, and so I mean, I love this country and I love the flag, and to get to represent it, I think that would be probably the coolest thing I've ever I would ever get to do up in my life up to this point. So um, I would I would do it w- without even like hesitation.
1: Yeah. Yo, what's
2: up? Colton Barney of Patched MX? This is him. PatchedMX, the, the same place where I can get absolutely one-of-a-kind, 100% custom butt patches in liquid-fast turnaround time. What's going on, brother?
1: Uh, not much, dude. Just uh, cranking out the weekly orders and uh, time to start thinking about some big events coming up.
2: No doubt. On, on the horizon is Monster Cup, as well as, of course, uh, last year you did uh, a special touch patch for uh, AJ Catanzaro for the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. What is it you're working on this week, my friend? Um,
1: Dude, I don't know. I, I think I should just keep it a secret and let everyone find out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: if, if people wanted to find out, would they have to go follow you over at PatchedMX?
1: Exactly, yep. Just stay tuned on PatchedMX and uh, keep everyone updated on uh bike builds and stuff I'm gonna be featured in, so yeah, stay updated.
2: Fair enough. Well this is this little uh two minute conversation is gonna be featured in my podcast with factory Frank Mann, uh out of Georgia. And I think the two of uh two of us need to maybe collab a little bit to get uh some butt patches over to Frank who uh, is a, uh, an FXR uh, brand ambassador. Uh, maybe we could, like, uh, much like you're being very secretive as far as what you're working on, maybe you and I need to team up on for a, a top-secret uh, uh, effort to, uh, to really um, put, uh, put something serious on the, on the back of, uh, of Frank's pants. Sound good?
1: Oh, yeah, let's do it. Um, I think people are really stoked when they suddenly get a butt patch and they're like, wow, never thought of this.
2: No doubt. What's more factory than having butt patches? You know what I mean? Like, factory, Frank, man, needs to have that. Exactly. Because all the factory guys have butt patches.
1: Yep, exactly. There Gotta look there fast goes. be fast.
2: So, like, with with, with you, I, I can get a, I can get butt patches. I can get uh, jersey lettering and stuff like that. Multicolor, mind you, as well, with the uh, the jersey lettering. Um, and if I'm no good with a sewing machine, maybe I don't even own one, could I send you my pants and you could install them for me?
1: Oh, 100%. I uh, actually install for free. I just ask that you cover shipping charges. So, simple cool. as that.
2: Yeah, if I, can, if I can bear to be well my uh, motocross pants for uh, for a week, uh, quickly uh, ship those things off to you, send them on back to me, and I got those things installed, secure, and not worried about uh, my my sketchy stitching uh, falling out and, and having uh, losing my butt patch while I'm riding out there. And uh, you, as well as I know, I don't nearly ride enough, so I, I could probably uh, stand to uh, have one or two sets of uh, pants out of my possession for about a week's time. Um, if people are not already following you on social media, Colton, where do they find you?
1: Um, On Instagram, it is at patchedmx, and then you can find me on Facebook as well, patchedmx.
2: Oh, that's that easy, guys. Go ahead, go find Colton. uh, Tell me how much you love his butt patches. Go get uh, something one-of-a-kind for yourself. Colton, appreciate you always taking my call.
1: Yep, thank you for having me on uh, weekly. It's been a big help, so I appreciate it.
2: There we go, and if anyone wants to save 15% on butt patches, they can go to patchedmx.com and enter discount code bigmx15 upon checkout colton we'll talk to you later
1: cool sounds good thanks man
2: hey BigMX listeners thanks for listening to this episode check out these commercials support our sponsors we'll be right back to the show thanks for listening hey BigMX listeners let's talk a little bit about sick wicks candles Sickwick's is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The morning moto smells like coffee. The privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you gotta check them out. They're motocross dedicated and uh, they, they they burn nice and clean, they got that wood wick that sounds awesome, it, it pops and crackles just like a real fire, and uh, it's going to make your garage smell better, it's going to make your living room smell better, and if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're going to love these candles, and you can find them at SickWicks.com, head there right now, enjoy them, and you're going to love it, absolutely, check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses, CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality. Purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market-leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima Racing Oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming, and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice sessions, talking about the racetrack, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program, and the money goes right back to the privateers. You're actually supporting their racing program, and you get a really cool experience. Check it out. Google the collective experience First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can, like, Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, The Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience. A proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast. What's up, Big MX Radio listeners? I can't thank you enough for listening to this episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. It means so much to me that you guys would take time out of your day to listen to the podcast. Hopefully, you're entertained. Hopefully, you guys find some information that you didn't already get from another podcast. And uh, if you guys have any requests whatsoever on content you'd like to see on the big mx radio podcast please send me either a direct message on instagram if you're not already following i hope you do it's Gebhart 88 on instagram and you can also find me via email bradgebhart 88 at gmail.com hit me up in the dms and uh thank you again for listening to these uh really important commercials uh we do our best to uh, plug our sponsors and i hope that you guys support our sponsors like Medterra cbd as well as uh, maxima racing oils and uh, fly racing is coming on soon and uh, really looking forward to that so thanks again for listening to the big mx radio podcast garrett dale all all my good friends that are listening i really appreciate you guys uh, making the time to listen to the podcast and uh thanks again and uh, let's get back to the show fair enough well uh ho- hopefully you'll get that opportunity next season when uh when you're a member of the star racing yamaluba uh, uh star racing yamaha team like uh I guess we we've gone almost damn near 40 minutes of uh, conversation without, without uh, sort of getting into it um you, this is your like this last season racing KTM. Uh, a, a, like you've been on basically the same team, although I think you, you changed manufacturers with them uh, as they did uh, going from Hondas to to, K- to KTMs at, at some point. And, uh, and now you find yourself back on a, a Jap- Japanese manufacturer uh, before we, we talk about uh, Switching colors And of course uh, Will Hahn's been on The Pulp Mech Show uh, About half a dozen times Now talking about how uh, You'll be making that switch And bringing the number 12 Over to uh, Star Racing For 2020 uh, Let's talk 2019 man um, uh, a, a race win In I believe you had a, Was it Anaheim this year Or which which race did you win? Uh, Anaheim 2 yes Anaheim 2 You grabbed that, uh, that victory Was that the That was the, the, the the uh triple crown triple crown race now those things yeah. are weird are, are those things weird or are those things weird um honestly i think they're a blast i okay i just i like the the
0: longevity of it really i i like the consistency part of it i mean it's it's hard really and i uh i think in supercross with i mean it's yeah supercross is really intense but it's only 15 minutes so right like those those triple crown races i really feel like are what kind of makes makes supercross a little tougher i mean there's
1: there's
0: guys that you gotta get good starts very good at supercross and uh just have good bike skill that can get away with not really training that much and I, uh, I, I understand that Supercross is a lot for a show, but I mean, we all work too hard to write it off as that. So, I mean, we, we all take it really serious and, I mean, I personally, like if I was paying an entry fee, if I, if we had to show up to pay and, or show up to race and we had to pay for everything, it's like, like. Like an amateur. I mean, you you win yeah, yeah. time on the track, and it's uh, me personally, I just I I like a lot of time on the track. I like uh, having to work for stuff. And I just I like I like racing three different times in the same night. I uh, just to switch it up. It's it's a different race. It's a different format, and it uh, it's exciting. Really, I mean, I I know it's anything can happen and that's what people don't like about it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I really love about it is, uh, there's a, some unknown, there's anything can happen. And I mean, that shouldn't scare anybody
2: really. No. And like, uh, yeah, you like when people talk like, Oh, it's extra gate drops. I'm like, well, you guys do lots of gate drops. Like you, like, uh, if, if yeah. you're not going to get hurt, in the second or third uh, um, uh, triple crown race, are, like does that mean like are you, are you scared to get hurt at the, the the next round, at the next heat race, or at the the next main event? Like it's. Uh, in the sport of motocross, and you found out this year, it's not if, it's when. Uh, you, you hit the ground at some point, and uh, sometimes you bust, sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes your back hurts, sometimes it doesn't, um, and, uh, and and you move forward. But uh, I don't, I wouldn't shy away from extra gate drops. It's not like uh, I don't see anyone petitioning the uh, the AMA to, to go to a one moto format for uh, for outdoor motocross anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, really, what. with the level that motocross and supercross is at um really if you if you can't do things repetitively i mean we we train all year round for uh a little bit of time on the track each weekend like our our weeks compared to our weekends are like five times the size so it's like if if we can't show up to a race and and do things repetitively like that's what makes us good at what we do is because we can do things the same over and over and over and i mean just like at a triple crown if you if you can't do three consistent starts it's like yeah i mean the the gates change but when you do starts during the week do you just do three starts whether they're good or not and just call it a day or do you do starts until you can do the same exact start every time, regardless of the gate? And so it's like, I, I look at it as if you, if you can't be consistent, if you can't do, uh, do it repetitively, like, is it really a skill? Is it something that you're really good at? And that's, I mean, I, I don't say that people aren't good, but it's like, Dude, we we do way more than what we have to do on a race weekend. So it's like if if we can't do that for one night of racing, it's like I truthfully I think something's wrong. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, like, um, like, don't, then don't hit the whoops during the week either, right? Like, it's just, like, uh, yeah. uh avoid all kinds of, uh, of, of risks, um, uh, um, just to save yourself for, uh, for, for, the, like, the, your 15 minute main event. Um, yeah, like, if you're struggling in the whoops, like, I de- definitely would if I ever did jump onto a super cross track. Don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I'd be shit scared of the, of the, of the whoop section. Uh, but eventually I'd have to go through there enough times to, to get confident to uh, to go fast as, uh, as Shane McElrath goes through the whoops because when it comes to West Coast Supercross especially West Coast Supercross I don't think there's anybody maybe outside of uh, Christian Craig he's pretty good at them too I don't think anyone goes through them like yeah. you what's up with that?
0: Uh, uh, I'm not really sure I, uh, I just that's probably one of my favorite parts um, like I said earlier I love the challenge of anything really but whoops it's just it, I mean there's a a science to it really and just like there's a science to everything else when it comes down to it there's a a way to do it and there's a way not to do it and I mean yeah every, everybody has different ride styles but you uh you kind of do what works for you and I don't really know when i learned how to do whoops i i grew up racing like local arena crosses and the whoops weren't very big but i don't know if i just got comfortable bouncing through them or what but i mean we we had some at club and Max when i was on 125s that were actually pretty big and there was only a few people that could skim those and i would try but a 125 just wouldn't really make it to the end um but when I when I first got on the TLD team, and I started in Supercross, like I was terrified on the Supercross track. Mainly, I would just brand new in California, brand new on that kind of dirt, like new bike, around new people, everything. But the Whoops was the only place I felt comfortable, and I yeah, I don't really know where that came from or when it even started. But since then, that's really been my favorite favorite part of supercross really
2: that's awesome I, I love seeing you guys hit the whoops especially on two strokes I, I know last time well we had you on the show after straight rhythm last year you didn't say nice things about two strokes broke my heart but uh, uh two strokes four strokes ripping through the whoops uh i think you're pretty talented at either one of them and uh it's just amazing to see um one of these days maybe, maybe uh like if, if i if 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 I get the, the the courage to hit the whoops, will you teach me how. Yeah, I mean it,
0: it's it, it's not going to be something that I just teach you how when you learn. I mean it's really going to be uh, <laughs> learning process. Probably a one, two, three year process, maybe. I mean, okay, fair enough. There's there's guys that have been racing supercross for five years and who knows how long they've been riding it that still aren't very good at pretty much but. It's a, it's it's a process, and like I said, I I've really been riding ups all my life, and I uh, you can't be scared of them. That's the biggest thing, but you also can't be stupid about it. That's like the second biggest thing. <laughs> so yeah, I, it just takes time. But I think everybody's
2: teachable if they're willing to listen. Fair enough. Well, uh, we just mentioned that, like this. 2020 will be your seventh year as a professional motocross racer. I imagine uh, you came in as a rookie, a guy who knew what he was doing in the whoops. I imagine you've seen some uh, uh, some rookies come through uh, on your team, maybe even some guys that were on your team this year who uh, have come in and, uh, and struggled mightily. With the whoops, um, what, what, like, what's sort of the the uh, uh, the relationship that way when it comes to like new guys on the team learning whoops? Like, do you, do you offer a, a hand? And, and like, is there anyone off the top of your head that sort of like kind of sticks out as someone who has struggled with uh, with whoops in the past? Maybe uh, maybe someone with short legs uh, from Minnesota. Um. Yeah.
0: I mean, Alex is always somebody. Uh, he's everybody's seen him crash in the whoops and i mean now he's well i mean he hasn't really gotten any taller but he (laughs) is pretty good in the whoops for his size and i mean he's arguably arguably the smallest guy out there but he's he's made it work and i know a lot of people have heard rc talk about that too he was never really that that big and was able to to kind of work the bike instead of the bike working him and um, I mean he was not really close to as good as James Stewart was but uh, James isn't tall either though James is like 5 eight. yeah yeah but that doesn't really matter because Ricky made it work and yeah I mean Alex has a really good riding style and he's he's made it work with his size he has to do some like bike changes but um i mean that's really kind of the name of motocross is, uh everybody's different but everybody can make it work and i mean i remember uh watching some of the tld amateurs uh just ride supercross before long before they were even pro and like sean cantrell he he could ride the track fine and he would get to the whoops and He would kind of just bounce through like he didn't really know what to do. He would commit fine and It just it never seemed to click well, then like the next year he was uh, He was a little better, but it was still like you could tell that that was his missing piece and like this past year Honestly, he looked comfortable in the whoops. He was not afraid It it was like a whole different person um, than before, but that's really kind of what that transfers into is, is like this time right now when we have off, we get to think about like forward to supercross. And then it's like, okay, where, where did I struggle? What, uh, what am, am I worried about this year? What am I, uh, gonna fix? What did I not do good last year that, that I think, um, really held me back? And, uh, like in Sean's case, you could really tell that he's, he's thought about the whoops and he's fixed it in his mind. And then he went out and, and all year he was like solid in the whoops. And like a couple of years ago, it was like, dude, what are you doing? But he's, <laughs> he's just fixed that and he's made it work. And now, uh, like last year, he was one of the better ones in the whoops, I would say. And, uh, Yeah, so it just it's it's what works uh for different people and um Alex really is at a big disadvantage but I mean he's had his fair share of crashes but he he does really well in the whoops now and uh especially for his size.
2: At any time uh, when when you guys were teammates, did you ever uh, like jump even even sit on uh, Alex's setup with his like super tall foot pegs? And I like, imagine like a, a very different setup from a guy like yourself. Oh yeah! Every time I would sit on it, I'd just laugh at him and be
0: like, "Dude, I don't know how you ride this."
2: <laughs> but I mean, it's
0: coming from a guy who's like eight eight inches taller than he is, so it, it's, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard for me to to even think about it but to him it's like that's perfect so yeah i mean i still get it works yeah hey, hey if it works yeah. it
2: works man like uh, that uh, that's awesome but uh um the, the the tld team as a whole uh i think 2019 a bit of a forgettable for, uh, forgettable year other than the fact that uh, year two wins The Anaheim two, the highlight of your Supercross year. Obviously, um, your your year was cut short with a a back injury that was really unfortunate. We also saw you race uh, Daytona on a 450. Were you on a 450 or did you ride a 250 in the 450 class? I rode a 250 in the 450 class. How's that? Yes. Yeah. How was that? It was. uh,
0: That was a lot of fun, really. It was zero pressure, zero expectation. And just ride as fast as I can for as long as I can. And there you go. those guys are no joke. I mean, th- that track was tough on a 250. Like there were, there were jumps that I was struggling with, um, even like halfway through the main, just because the track broke down so much, and I really could have used some extra power. But um, I mean, it was it was just a blast all around. I
2: I don't have any regrets about it. Were you, were you jumping that quad in the one rhythm section where they were going like three drop into like a, basically like a, like, it was just a bomb hole and then just like quad into the corner? That was insane. Actually, I, I jumped at every lap
0: except for the lap
2: that AP was down. Oh, right. Like,
0: I was, I was pretty pumped on how consistent I was able to do it, especially on a 250 because it was pretty much everything I had. And I had to I had to grease the first triple, to make the second one good. So I was I was happy with how consistent I was able to to
2: do that and do it good. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, it, was it was awesome. It was to see. big. Yeah, no,
1: There's that, that was one of the, my my, the,
2: my for sure. Yeah, that was one of my favorite favorite yeah. lines of the, the the year of just like just a really yeah. technical. Balls out uh, line that not a lot of guys were doing, and uh, those those who were, it was it just looked big and it looked awesome. So glad to hear you were busting yeah. that thing out lap after lap. Yeah. And then uh, uh, after uh, an outdoor season, very uncharacteristic for you. Like I, I, I imagine battling a number of things, bike setup, injury, and otherwise. You can sort of let me know because like just to see you um not battling for wins, not leading a lot of laps uh, throughout the earliest portion of the season uh like in somewhere in the teens in in uh the points um like Washugal was a weird day for you same thing with uh with Buds Creek uh like so, so sort of some really quiet days for uh um Shane McElrath and then uh August 17th comes around Buds Creek yeah 1-1 See you later, uh who is that guy um never done it before never gone one one as a professional before and basically on the on the heels of probably the weirdest summer of your life maybe you could, could could you unpack your summer for me I know we've I've already been talking to you for an hour here I'm loving it I'm sorry I'm taking so much damn time of uh, your damn time, but like we need That's to talk about right. the summer of yours
0: yeah it uh honestly it was it was the way I look at it is it was a year of growth, um, between it's like, it's, uh, like I said, going back to the pride thing as racers, we, we hate getting beat. We hate thirds. We hate fourth. We hate, I mean, 15th. It's like, don't even talk to me. Don't I, I suck. I'm horrible. And it just, honestly, this year was, uh, embarrassing results wise. Um, and I, I take blame for a lot of that and it's, uh, but I, like the bottom line is it was a year of growth. I mean, I really did, like you said, I won a Supercross, I won, um, Budge Creek, went 1-1 and, uh, I mean really, like I would say that I had zero confidence like all year. I, I really struggled with that um we we struggled as a team and I had no confidence and um yeah there was a lot that uh I did not do right and I I struggled with a lot throughout the year and it was uh very humbling and I uh yeah I mean Budge Creek was really like I said, I I didn't feel any different that day. Um, I actually started my day out backwards. Uh, I, like Joy and myself both missed our alarms. Like we we were a little ways from the hotel or from the track. Like where our hotel was, we were supposed to leave the hotel about six twenty. We didn't wake up till about six forty five. So we shot out of bed. I didn't do a warm up. Um, we were way late. I qualified 18th, which I, my qualifying wasn't good, but I felt good on the bike. It, I just didn't have a good lap and I, uh, I felt good all the way around the track. I just, I, I just didn't, couldn't put it together for a lap. And, uh, so. I mean, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to, for that, but I mean, when it's time to race, like I, like racing and practice are, are different things. And I mean, I, I think you can see that from, uh, other guys too. I mean, some guys are really good at practice and then they're, they're not that good in the race. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, that was the first day I got two good starts um on a race day, and there was just a uh, i mean that week I just changed up my training program a little bit. There was really a lot of uh a lot of change in that weekend, and it uh came out as a one one really i i didn't feel like I did anything different i like I went to the race the same as I did. Uh, woke up at eight. I did everything like a normal race weekend and I won both motos. And I was like, dude, what in the world? Especially after the first moto. Like first motos I I usually kinda struggle a little bit and I mean I I was I was uh not that confident in the first moto. Like twenty minutes in I was I was just kind of racing my pit board. Matt was giving me my time saying, like, dude, you're the fastest on the track. Like, just keep going. And I'm like, what? Because I didn't feel that good. But uh, I was just keeping tabs on Adam, and he was kind of staying the same distance. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. And I won, and I was like, dude, what just happened? And lining up for the second one was the first time I actually felt confident like I was like all right let's go and I knew that I could do it after that and second moto I just I felt relaxed I felt like uh I was just kind of doing a training moto really and uh that's that's what was crazy about it was I didn't feel like I I did much different it just Worked out differently, really.
2: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and, and everything just falls into place. You have yourself one of the best days of your career, and uh, and you, you cap off the the, the summer the, the the following weekend. Uh, um, back to the rest back back to the like the the rest of your uh, like right back to eight nine Shane eight
0: nine. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> yeah. I honestly I felt really good there. I just. First meadow. I uh, actually I had two horrible starts that day. Yeah. Um, so that was that's really what happened there. I that track was very really tough, and I felt good on the track, but I just had to work too hard to really go that far up. So yeah, yeah.
2: Fair oh, enough. Well. Yeah, like a, a great, good couple of races to finish off your uh, your, your your season and your your tender with uh, TLD KTM. Turning pro with TLD uh, Honda back in the day, uh, an a, a amazing career that you've had so far with those guys. Um, starting, I, I suppose, in uh, in, a, in about a week's time, you'll be wearing uh, a different uh, gear manufacturer for the first time in a better part of a decade. How do you feel about that?
0: Um it's uh definitely bittersweet it's uh I mean really not I mean I've I've loved my team my time at TLD I've I've uh really got great relationships with everybody there and it's been like a family environment the whole time I've been here and to uh to really I mean it it's it's hard to say that we're we're parting ways because i mean I'll, I'll always have a spot in my heart for everybody that i've i've met there and i mean we all go to the same races it's just we're we're not going to be under the same tent really but um just out of out of respect for them i mean i'm technically i can't really talk about going somewhere else right now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I am, uh, kind of winding down my time at TLD, unfortunately, but, uh, it is really been a, a tough decision, but we're, uh, we're taking a step of faith, and we're trying to be obedient to, to what God's called us to do, and, uh, I don't really put boundaries in that, so we're, uh, Yeah, all I can say is we're taking a step of faith.
2: Fair enough. How was the uh, the, what was the conversation like when uh, uh, talking to uh, Tyler Keith? Your uh, your um, well for another another week or so. He's your team manager. What what was that conversation like? A guy that's uh, literally seen you come along. Uh, and, and have great success uh, um, like lead, lead points in Supercross uh, a number of years and uh, and have a lot of success in your career as well as uh, and the ups and the downs
0: um, Honestly up to this point in my life it's been one of the hardest decisions uh, I've had to make and one of the hardest things I've had to face just because of um, of like The relationship that we have, the, uh, I mean, the goals that we had together, the, yeah, it just, it's, it's really hard and it's, and it's really emotional. And I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't take any of it lightly. And I mean, like I said, I, I want to, I want to be a good steward of, of what God has given me. And I, uh, yeah, it's it's really been one of the, the hardest things to to do. But like I also said, is we feel like God is calling us, and we we want to be obedient to uh, what what we're called to do. And right now, this is where we feel like we're being led, and we don't want to argue. We we just want to. Um, Live accordingly and do our best. And uh, quite frankly, I don't really think it matters uh, if I'm racing or what I'm racing or who I'm racing. It's just I, I want to be the best that I can be uh, as a man of God. And yeah, so that's uh, that's really what is most important to me and uh, my wife and I is we want to we want to be a light and Uh, this industry and in the world so that's uh that's really kind of the the sole reason of of change I mean we uh like I said it's been a year of growth and it's been uh, a really hard decision but the position that we've been in spiritually and uh I mean we've we've really not done things uh, that well and I mean it's it's kind of a, a commitment to each other it's a commitment to the Lord like we want to be obedient and this is kind of uh, something that we we need to do so um, it's really been hard but like I said we're we're taking a step of faith
2: fair enough so you you're trying to tell me that we don't get to talk about you riding uh the the most high octane powerful 250F in the class next year. We don't get to talk about that. Um if <laughs> you want to do like podcast number like
0: 700. And... What number was this again? This is
2: 712, my friend. 712.
0: That's right. So like 718, if 719, if you do like <laughs> one a day then we can talk about it but uh yeah at at this point it's it's uh i'm i'm not able to do that and fair enough that's cool i I totally respect that i want to i want to be respectful and uh just want to want to do my best so
2: fair enough yeah well that being said, what are some of your your best memories as a um, as a TLD rider? Obviously, uh, the last time that you went to uh, uh, Adidas, uh, you probably uh, grabbed an extra bag, uh, knowing that you probably wouldn't be able to come back there and, and, and just take things off the shelves like uh, um, like a bandit. Um, but uh, like you've had an awesome career there so far, or up to this point, and. Um, like, like I said, highs, lows, this, that, and the other thing. Racing a four, racing the four hundred and fifty class, racing two strokes, uh, all the different gear combinations that TLD has uh, had you wear over the years. Countless jerseys, countless pants, uh, helmet combinations, cool one-off graphics that match your gear, uh, Adidas stuff, you name it. Um, I, 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 I imagine you you probably could you probably do a complete just a separate podcast just on cool memories from TLD, but what are some of the things that stick out for you? Honestly, it's, it's
0: really hard to, to pick some things. I mean, uh, since I moved out here, uh, to California when I was, I just turned 18 and, um, I'd already been like living out of my house for a about a year and a half just because I moved to a training facility and so I uh I'd kind of been on my own and TK uh TK really was kind of like my second dad almost and just teaching me things and uh really all about California and uh, it just it's there like you said there's so much that that we could talk about. It's hard to pick a few things, but, um, for me, really just the, the relationships. Um, I mean, there's, there's not really a company, uh, that's worked with TLD. There's not really a person that's worked at TLD that, uh, I haven't gotten to interact with and, uh, sit down and talk with and, or hang out at, at the TLD office with. And, I mean really that's uh that's probably the biggest thing is yeah we we've won races we've done well and we've worked together and uh I mean really Troy started his team because he loved going to the races and uh Troy is still loving going to the races and uh still loving what he's doing and it's uh It just the, the time with everybody and the relationships are, are the biggest thing because there's so many different people and so many different things to talk about. Like I'd go hang out in marketing, I'd hang out in design and I would hang out with Troy. I would, I would really go hang out with whoever I I would make my rounds in like TLD headquarters, just hanging out with everybody and, uh, answer sales order phone calls just really hanging out because I was just having fun being there and uh that's probably the the best thing is just getting to travel with the team and uh, just get to know all my different teammates over the years and yeah it's uh just the the interaction with everybody there and not that i th- like I say this as if it's going away it just that's uh that's really been kind of the biggest thing for me uh up to this point in like my career is just uh getting to getting to know everybody uh on the team and at TLD as a whole and I mean now working with KTM for uh five years I believe it's um I mean, there's not many people over there that I don't know, but it's all the relationships are, are beyond the sport. They're beyond, uh, just talking about their bikes and it's, we get to hang out, go to dinner. We get to, uh, talk about anything non moto And that's really, uh, the biggest thing for me is like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go in and uh, talk to somebody about their, their sales job all day. It's like, dude, let's just go hang out. Let's not do anything. I mean, y'all want to go to go-karts or whatever. So it's, uh, that's really been the biggest thing, uh, that has helped me is to get to know all these different people and get to know how people are different and how to, how to even apply that on the track I mean every racer is different every mentality is different so it's uh, it's been uh, a massive impact on my life
2: that's awesome, man. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you've had a, a positive experience there. Uh, it's uh, it, I was actually I was surprised to see that you're moving on. But like I said, like you, you like you said, it's a it's a leap of faith and uh, um, it's a, a move that uh, you feel needs to be made for your career. And I totally respect that. And uh, um, just we we've loved we've loved watching you race the the KTM's and the Hondas for that matter. Uh, amazing to see like just your style on the bike always look good. Uh, and uh, you'll, you'll carry that uh, forward in, into 20, uh, 2020 on a, on, a, on a different color. But um, an hour and 15 minutes, man. You're probably looking at your watch saying, how long does this Canadian kid want to pick my brain about dirt bikes for? But uh, um, I really appreciate you giving me the time, Shane. You're always so uh, generous with it. And uh, I'm just um, accommodating us here on the Big MX Radio podcast and um yeah man i i can't thank you enough and uh, we'll, maybe we'll have to call you up in uh in a month or two's time after uh um you, you call up your uh your new team manager there and uh um i, I don't know if you know this Shane but you, you can still do two stroke edits even though you might not like it yeah no i, I know that uh, <laughs> i'm just give the right people what I'm they want
0: up, Shane uh well i try to the <laughs> uh Well, yeah, I I just, I try to most of the time and it's, uh, it's tough, but yeah, I'm, I'm good right now.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, uh, um, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're always a great guest. Thank you. And I, uh, I just appreciate getting to talk about life
0: beyond moto. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of people that just want to talk about racing and yeah that's that's our job that's what we do but there's uh a lot more to all the racers other than what they do on the weekends and so thank you for just letting me get to uh talk about my life and where I am and where we are as uh, my wife and I and to uh yeah just get to talk really that's that's what makes this a lot of fun Excellent. Well, I'm,
2: I'm glad you enjoy it. I, I think that's uh, honestly, that's what uh, we're, we're here making uh, McElrath fans, man. Like uh, people get to know you. People get to uh, uh, like they they come to find out that they're maybe not so different from one of their favorite racers. And uh, the fact that they like to do uh, some woodworking and that they uh, are, are are often incorrect on how long certain tasks are going to take when it comes to uh, renovations and whatnot. I think we're all guilty of that. But uh, uh, and, and especially uh, um, the, the face side of it. Side of things, I've always given uh, you uh, the the floor when it comes to, uh, to speaking about that because I feel like you're you're very you speak very intelligently about it and it, it's something that's near and dear to your heart. So uh, uh, anytime, uh, I always got time for Shane McElrath, and uh, as long as you got some time for me, my friend. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. and I look forward to next time. Excellent. absolutely you uh, you enjoy uh the the balance of your off season before uh, uh you get right back into into boot camp season with uh, uh some new training mates and uh, uh continue to enjoy it my friend and uh we'll, we'll be in touch and uh, and once again thank you For uh, the beautiful uh, uh, TLD jersey that you uh, you hooked me up with uh, earlier this month, I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, don't worry, I will be hitting you up for uh, for a new one uh, once. uh, uh, Maybe some of that those bad that that pink bad boy gear, yeah, in the number twelve or something like that. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about that another time. All right. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you again, and talk to you soon. Yeah, you have a great one. Uh, Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off. Right there.
0: Yes, sir.